You're listening to Understanding Jonah. This is part of the Understanding the Old Testament series, trying to make the Old Testament accessible to you. So we've been going through the first few chapters of Jonah, and we followed this prophet on his little escapade away from God. So God calls him to preach to Nineveh, the enemies of Israel, and he decides to go in the opposite direction. He heads to Tarshish, and he ends up stowing away on a boat with some pagan sailors, and then God gets a hold of him, and he's cast into the sea and then swallowed up by a fish. And in the belly of this fish, he has a reflective moment about his own obedience to God and the mercy of God and the salvation of God. And then he is abruptly spit back out of this fish after a couple days onto the land of Nineveh, where he begins his ministry. And he preaches to Nineveh, telling them in 40 days, this old place is going to be destroyed by God. And the implication is they need to confess and repent, and maybe God will relent of his coming judgment. And what's amazing is there's a mass revival in the city of pagan Nineveh. The king of Nineveh actually repents himself, and he calls a nationwide fast of repentance. And he hopes that the Lord will show mercy, and amazingly, God does. He hears their cries, he, hears, he sees their uh, lament over sin, and he relents of his disaster. Now, you would think that if you were a prophet like Jonah is, you'd be like, this is a major win. I mean, I just started a revival, right? We have a mass outbreaking of repentance in this nation that nobody ever thought would turn to God. But we're going to find out in chapter four is that Jonah's reaction is actually the opposite, that Jonah is pretty angry that this nation repented. We're going to find out why. This is Jonah chapter 4. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. And he prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish. For I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, Do you do well to be angry? Jonah went out of the city and sat to the east of the city and made a booth for himself there. He sat under it in the shade till he should see what would become of the city. Now the Lord God appointed a plant and made it come up over Jonah, that it might be a shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. So Jonah was exceedingly glad because of the plant. But when dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God appointed a scorching east wind and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint. And he asked that he might die and said, it is better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, do you do well to be angry for the plant? And he said, yes, I do well to be angry, angry enough to die. And the Lord said, you pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city, in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left, and also much cattle? So Jonah chapter 4 begins with 
this interesting moment where Jonah is actually filled with anger and even wants to die because Nineveh has repented. I mean, his face is burning red hot. He actually gets up onto a hill to see maybe the city will be destroyed. He's actually kind of depressed that he's not going to see the judgment of God upon Nineveh. And it reveals his heart. He says, look, God, I'll admit it. This is the reason I ran from you, because I knew that you're merciful and compassionate and full of forgiveness. And he didn't want to see his enemies forgiven. He did not want to see them experience the favor of God. Jonah wanted justice. Jonah wanted, really, vengeance. And remember, Nineveh is the capital of Assyria, and Assyria is a nation that has gone to war and oppressed Israel over the centuries. In fact, the northern kingdom of Israel in a few short centuries is going to be taken over by Assyria and brought into brutal slavery and oppression underneath their king. So this is a shocking story for people reading it and hearing about it, that God actually shows mercy to Israel's enemies. So Jonah, again, shows that his heart change isn't really complete. He doesn't totally get it yet. And he loves the idea of being God's instrument of justice or judgment, but he loathes the fact that he would be an instrument of mercy. Can you imagine that? Think about a group of people you really dislike. Maybe it's a political group, social group, people at your workplace. I don't know. Think about the most despicable people. And imagine if God sent you to bless them, sent you to witness them experience God's mercy and renewal, and that he would specifically handpick you to be the one to deliver it. Would you do it? Would you do it with a smile on your face, or would you do it begrudgingly? Jonah is so distraught over God's grace that he wants his life to be taken away from him. He wants to die. And you start to think, maybe this story really isn't about, or at least not primarily about, the repentance of Nineveh. What if it's about the repentance of Jonah? Now, in chapters 1 and 3, there's two calls that God gives to preach. And in chapter 4, there are two questions that God asks after Jonah has preached. And it's the same question. Do you do well to be angry? You can hear the father-like tone in God's voice. Jonah is having a temper tantrum. You know, he gets up and he's fuming sulking under a tent that he made for himself, overlooking a city, now worshiping God. Oh, the terror of that, right? God makes a plant for him, actually, and it springs up over Jonah and it gives him shade. And Jonah kind of calms down a little bit. He's like, oh, this is kind of nice. Protect me from the sun. And then he sends a worm to attack the plant. And then Jonah's back to his depressed state. I'm sad again. I'm mad again. And then God sends a scorching wind to kind of bother Jonah a little bit more. And you're kind of wondering, why is God bullying Jonah like this? Well, he's not really bullying Jonah. He's he's disciplining him. He's teaching him something. And here's the lesson. He's saying, Jonah, look, this plant that's covering you, that you enjoy, that's Nineveh. It exists by God's grace. And it can be destroyed by a worm. And that's fine. That's the worm of judgment. It can be destroyed. But it can also provide shade. That there is good that Nineveh can have in the hands of God. And doesn't God have the freedom to decide whether something should be destroyed or used as a blessing? And if he decides to show mercy, shouldn't you be thankful? Shouldn't you trust the Lord in that? 
You lament when a plant is judged by a worm because you realize the blessing of a plant. Now, shouldn't you lament when judgment comes to a people and actually hope for mercy to be shown upon them that they might be used for good? Jonah said in the belly of the whale, salvation belongs to the Lord. And here, that belief is put to the test. Do you really believe that, Jonah? That it's God's prerogative to save whom he wills? That salvation is a pure gift? That just as God is sovereign over the rising and falling of a plant, over the worms, over the sea, over the scorching east wind, that he's also sovereign over all the nations? God's trying to get a hold of Jonah. He's trying to get a hold of Jonah's heart and ask him, With that open-ended question at the end of Jonah, shouldn't I show mercy to them? Why do you think you're more deserving? Why do you think they're too far gone? Do you have thoughts about that with groups of people? Are there people you secretly wish would not know God? Do you want to see them blessed by God? Sometimes we want to see people get what's coming to them rather than hoping for repentance and that God may relent from disaster. Do we find joy in the suffering of others, even if it's deserved, even if they've brought that suffering upon themselves? If so, we may be more like Jonah than we care to admit, and we may need to hear the voice of God asking us, do you do well to be angry? Jonah is about the grace of God, a prophet running from God's call, and God graciously scooping him up and putting him back in the right direction, not just to bless him, but to use him as a blessing to others. And not just to others, but to people you don't expect, to people you might even despise, to show the wide, abundant mercy of God for anybody who repents. 